So hello guys and welcome to our podcast. I'm your host Ritus and today we're gonna speak about wildfires. Yes, wildfire, wildfire is a global issue all around the world and we'll be speaking about how to prevent them, what causes them and some general information. Today we have um, three lovely guests. Uh, which are the first one being Monica Ibrahimovicute, a famous politician from Oregon. Uh, the, sec- the second one is Gintari Yurishenite, uh, an environmentalist from the heart of California. And last but not least, a well-known firefighter from Europe, Lithuania, working in California. Yep. Okay, st- starting this topic, I'd like to do some little terminology and what is wildfire? Well, according to Google, wildfire is an uncontrollable fire, fire that burns in the wildland vegetation. Often in rural areas, wildfires can burn in forests, grasslands, savannas and other ecosystems and have been doing so for hundreds of million years. Yeah, so that's not a new thing. They are not limited to a particular continent or environment. So basically they can happen almost everywhere and wildfire is a uncontrollable fire, I guess. Um, Speaking about how these fires start, well, a fire needs three things, fuel, oxygen and heat. Sometimes fires occur naturally ignited by uh, heat from the sun or lightning strike. However, most wildfires are because of human carelessness, such as arson, campfires, uh, discarding discarding a lit cigarettes, uh, not burning debris properly, playing with matches and fireworks. Of course, that can be caused by many different issues. Um, speaking about some history, there, uh, as I mentioned before, wildfires uh, is an issue for many, many million years, and some of the more known ones uh, are uh, the black, dra- the black dragon fire, which ha- happened in China, 1987. Uh, it, it burned a total of 80 million acres. And the second one is um, the Great Fire of Miramichi. Sorry if I'm butchering the name. Uh, it happened in 1825 and it ranks among the three largest forest fires uh, ever recorded in North America. And it burned about 3 million acres. And last but not least is more or, le- or less a well-known one is uh, bush, bush fires in Australia and around this uh, do, um, the recent data says that it took uh, lives from around 500 people and of course many landscapes were destroyed and basically destroyed everything what was on its path. Okay so that was a brief history on wildfires and I'd like to have our guests a chance to speak and enlighten us more. Let's start, I guess, with Monika Ivanovicuti, who, as I told previously, is a famous, famous, famous politician from Oregon. And yeah, Monika, say hi. And So, hello, hello. So, first of all, thank you for having me uh, as a guest. It's really a pleasure. 
So I want to talk about a little bit, you know, about the causes for the fires as well as look at everything from the side, you know, of politics. And also I want to talk a little bit about uh, communities, people, you know, and how they influence all of this. So as you probably know, uh, people like forests, fires for many reasons. You know, some fires are started for practical, beneficial reasons. Some are accidental and others, you know, are deliberately lit to cause damage. And, you know, all fires have the pot- potential to be harmful to forest ecosystems, you know, human communities, which I think is really sad. Uh, because, you know, in my personal opinion, uh, current resources, you know, need to be redirected to support research that improves the understanding of fire causes and effects. Because I think it's necessary to identify, you know, existing management practices that predispose ecosystems to harmful fires. So forest departments, uh, I guess, need to invest more in the promotion of management systems, you know, that mimic natural fire regimes or take advantage of well-established fire use or natural fire. I think they also need to develop tactics to prevent recurring harmful fires, you know, establish reliable fire monitoring programs and strengthen, you know, the involvement of key stakeholders, especially local communities in fire management. And so, you know, um, as much as I know for many years, United States forest managers allowed the accumulation of large amounts of fuel in western forests, which, you know, I find really shocking, by attempting to totally exclude fire. You know, eventually this created, you know, conditions for very destructive wildfires that are proving impossible to contain. And as you probably know, as you know, we, we can see from this year and everything, you know, the situation is getting worse and worse. And also, you might know that in some tropical forests, you know, conventional logging practices have encouraged harmful dry season fires, you know, through accumulation of large amounts of logging waste and, you know, forest drying caused by increased canopy openings. So basically, there is strong evidence that, you know, reduced impact logging can minimize the opportunities for this sort of fire. You know, it's obvious that, you know, humans are very responsible for all of this and also so how can we prevent these kind of fires so the world conservation union i'm not sure if you know it so also the nature conservancy and the worldwide fund for nature have come together to work proactively with multilateral agencies governments you know private sector and local communities to develop integrated fire management approaches, you know, that address underlying causes and develop long-term sustainable solutions. And they have some, I think, very good core elements, you know, of such an approach. And they must include, according to them, for example, uh, supporting, you know, research to improve the understanding of forest fires and their ecology, ecological and social costs and benefits, causes and management options. 
building awareness, which I think is one of the most important things amongst policymakers, you know, the public and the media of the underlying causes of catastrophic forest fires, because people usually know what is happening, but, you know, they feel neutral about it. You know, the rich people get away very quickly, you know, they get the resources and the money to escape and everything. So usually the most vulnerable people can't really get away. So I think we should be more aware about what is truly happening. And also, they talked about, you know, involving local communities and land managers in management planning and implementation, assisting them to participate effectively. So I guess the more people are included, the more people are aware, you know, and they can contribute, you know, to reducing wildfires, wildfires, which I think is very efficient and useful. Also, you know, developing and enforcing compatible and mutually, you know, enforcing land use laws that provide a legal basis for the ecologically appropriate use of fire. So basically some of the fires can be used, you know, to some extent, and they are necessary for the ecosystems. Also discouraging land management practices, you know, that predispose forests to harmful fires, because, you know, people sometimes like, you know, to use fires, you know, for their selfish reasons. Like, for example, various parties and, and everything you've probably heard, you know, and look how everything ended up. And also, I think of uh, avoiding manipulating natural or well-established fire regimes. Also, preventing further forest loss and degradation from recurrent catastrophic fires and, you know, reduce the risk in forested landscapes through ecologically ecologically appropriate restoration. So I think this is one of the ways how uh, people can spend their money, like, you know, rich people and everything you can donate uh, to charities and everything. But I think a very good thing is to donate money, you know, to plant some uh, forest or something like that, because, you know, deforestation and everything, if, you know, things like this go on, uh, we will probably have a very sad future. So that's probably it. Thank you for listening. <laughs> All right, that was uh, an interesting viewpoint from a politician. Yeah, thank you for that, Monica. And I guess I'll let our next guest guest speak, which is Gimtare Yurshenaite. Gimtare, say hi. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you for inviting me. I would like to begin by saying that much of the destruction that we are currently seeing could actually have been avoided. And if a few of fire management habits don't change, we will lose many more forests. Some of them won't recover in our lifetime or even in our kids' lifetime. The fact that in the United States, an area that's larger than the state of Oregon has burned in just the last 10 years and tens of thousands of homes have been destroyed is horrible. I would like to provide uh, some historical facts as well. For 10,000 years, natives burned forests intentionally and frequently. They used fire to burn meadows and to thin certain forests so they could grow more food. They used fire to increase graze for the animals and most importantly, they figured out that if they burned in the spring and the fall, they could avoid the out of control fires of summer. You may wonder what caused wildfires. Fires were unintentionally blocked by rails and roads. The cattle and the sheep ate the grass. Then along came fire suppression, 
and logging, removing the big trees. All these factors work together to let the forest to fill in. Dense carpets of forest causes many troubles. Because trees are growing so close together and because tree species sizes and age are so similar across large areas, fires not only move easily from acre to acre, but uh, now so do, so do diseases and insect outbreaks. In addition to that, our summers are getting hotter, drier and windier. The fire season is now 40 to 80 days longer each year. Forecasts are distressing. Because of this, climatologists are predicting that the areas burned since 2000 will double or triple in the next three decades. Obviously, some measures must be taken. We need to put the right kind of fire into the system again. It's how we can resize the severity of many future fires. We can use prescribed burning to intentionally thin out trees and burn up dead fuels. We do this systematically uh, to systematically reduce those dead fuels and keep them reduced. It's going to create already burned patches on the landscape that will resist the flow of future fires. Prescribed burning actually produces so uh, much less smoke than wildfires do. However, prescribed burning smoke is currently regulated under air quality rules as an avoidable nuisance. We do far too little prescribed burning and then we, we continually eat smoke in the summers from megafires. We can also combine mechanical thinning uh, with some of these treatments where it's appropriate to do so and also capture some commercial value as well. Instead of putting all of the wildfires out, we need to get some of them back to work. Thinning forests and reducing dead fuels, uh, we can herd around the landscape when it's appropriate to do so to help restore the power of the natural patchwork. And the last thing that I would like to mention is that public support for these tools is very poor. Prescribed burning and managed wildfires are not well supported. There is no future without uh, lots of fire and lots of smoke. The action must be taken into our hands. Thank you. Wow, I'm speechless. That was amazing and completely beyond my expectations. Thank you, Gintari. And I guess let's not waste any time and I'd like to introduce our last guest, which is a famous firefighter from Europe, Lithuania, who for some reason moved to California for, I guess, for a good cause. Greta Chipaipe, the stage is yours. Well, hello. Firstly, I want to say that it's a pleasure to be here. And as you already heard, I'm a firefighter and I know what it's like to see a wildfire and to see how this calamity can change people's lives in a very disastrous way. And I like to talk to people about this important issue using very simple words and presenting very understandable steps of how, of how we can avoid these tragedies, which we will remember easily if we need to. So I don't know if you know, but there's a shocking fact that uh, careless humans start nine out of every 10 forest fires. And for example, there have been 24 people charged in the Australian fires for setting the liberal brush fires that have contributed to this massive inferno. And I will, I will present you very simple steps that you will definitely remember. So first one is to report any unattended fires. And if you are ever out and about and notice a fire that is burning out of control or is unattended, I mean, it's probably obvious for everyone that you need to immediately call 911 or your local fire department. Now the second one that extinguish fire pits and campfires when done 
Uh, many people wonder how to prevent wildfires, but the easiest way is to be careful when having a campfire or using a fire pit. A fire should never be left unattended for any period. And another one, uh, don't throw lit cigarettes out of your moving car. Never throw lit cigarettes, smoking materials or matches out of your car or on the ground. Cigarettes and matches both have enough heat to create a spark. Make sure any cigarettes are completely extinguished before you throw them in the trash. And the other one, uh, use caution when using, when using flammable liquids, uh, then using protein to refill stoves. Uh, stoves uh, make sure you use extreme caution. Uh, wait to fill these devices once they have completely cooled. And additionally, this, these should be filled outside rather than inside. Uh, another one is to pay attention to local ordinances for trash burning. And if you burn your trash, then you need to make sure that you follow your local ordinances. Uh, most areas will have restrictions when it's windy or there are dangerous conditions that can spark a wildfire. And uh, only use fireworks in clear areas with no woods nearby. Uh, wildfire prevention techniques can be difficult when most people don't realize the harm involved. And last one is to pay attention to the risk of, of forest fires in your area. And you can always check them uh, locally to learn about fire safety alerts. So that's it. And thank you very much for listening amazing Greta and for the listeners listeners please follow these rules that Greta has just mentioned yeah uh, I guess thank you to all three of our lovely guests uh, all the stories were amazing educational and once again beyond my expectations and yeah uh, thank you ladies and to finish this uh, off I just like to say to ask our listener listeners some questions uh, where will you go to play when your favorite places are burned black where will you go to breathe deep and slow think about that thank you goodbye adios <laughs>